0: business lifestyle social media powerful women do any of these words interest you then you're in the right place welcome to the behind the girl boss podcast i'm your host amanda and this is the place where you can learn about powerful business women who are thriving in whatever they do get your notebooks ready and let's get learning hey everyone welcome back to behind the girl boss the podcast i'm so excited to have you guys here again listening enjoying the vibes i don't even know it is early when i'm recording this intro um please bear with me but it is june 14th that you're listening to this and that marks exactly two weeks of me posting every single day on youtube which has been absolutely crazy guys like it's been a challenge within itself it's been stressful it's been all the things that you can imagine and i really give props to every single person who does daily uploads or anything like that because. I literally wanted to give up like 12 times out of the 14 days. Like, that's how bad it was. But other than that, this past week that I just had has been somewhat eventful. One of my friends from Toronto moved to Montreal. So it was fun to catch up with her, be reunited after almost a year, and have another friend within the city. I also just like, you know, vibed this week, uploaded daily, and just, you know, had myself a time. I also, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast yet, but I'm starting a second podcast. Who am I? I'm starting a second podcast with my friend, Siriana. We are doing a pop culture slash lifestyle podcast, talking all things pop culture, internet gossip, social media, how to navigate your 20s, adulthood, all those fun things. So it's called the Zillennial Girl Talk, and it is not yet, like, we didn't start posting yet. But we made the Instagram for it, where you can go follow us. It's at the Zillennial Girl Talk. Y'all can go follow us, show us some love, and get excited for another podcast. So other than that, there's really nothing new to update. Nothing. Like It's summertime. I'm vibing, I'm chilling, I'm having me myself a time. So today's episode, we have the lovely and brilliant and amazing jane simmons on the podcast with us jane is a new york city personal trainer she's also the creator of movement and mindset which is a kind of like health and wellness program she also does youtube and instagram she has a podcast and like i said she lives in the beautiful city of new york and i y'all already know like i love love me some new york so we, I had her on the podcast, we talked all things about her health and wellness journey, how she got to where she is today, how she got into personal training, how she actually trained some well-known people, such as Chelsea from The Bachelor, literally my fave person ever. We also spoke about her moving and living in New York City, and just how to navigate living in New York City, and all those fun things. This episode was so much fun, and I loved her vibe, I feel like we vibed really well, and it was just overall a really fun episode. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this and without further ado, let's hop right into it. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Boss. So today we have Jane with us, so hi Jane.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on the show.
0: Thanks so much for coming on. Do you wanna start off by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so my name is Jane, I'm a personal trainer, currently based in New York City. I've been here for about two years working in the fitness industry. Um, I'm a big foodie, so I live in a great city for that. There's a lot of restaurants. So my boyfriend and I love shopping around at all the different places, trying out a bunch of different foods. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. We adopted a dog this year, or I guess last year. I'm very excited about it. This is my first time I tell everybody about it. I love <laughs> yeah. that. What kind of dog? She is an Australian Shepherd, Australian cattle dog mix. Um, when yeah. we got her, we thought she was a beagle and that's what they told us but then um one of the puppies in her litter did a dna test mm-hmm. turns out she's not a beagle at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> love that um so before we kind of jump into the episode i like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just break the ice and like no little fun facts about you perfect um so what is your go-to starbucks order
1: okay so i this is a little controversial i am not a starbucks fan <laughs> okay <laughs> um so I think it's because like as like I love coffee and it's like I'm a coffee drinker like I do coffee with like a splash of either oat milk or Mm -hmm. right now I'm on macadamia milk I'm trying it out seeing if I like it um so I don't know like like that's just not what I would get at Starbucks I guess if I had to get a drink I'd be so lame and get a frappuccino (laughs) (laughs) I mean they're good right yeah it's definitely like a dessert (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you prefer to make your coffee at home or do you go like to smaller cafes
1: yeah so i make my coffee at home the trader joe's i think it's just their english breakfast is what it's called or or, or maybe organic breakfast something like that um it comes in a yellow tin best coffee ever
0: we don't have trader joe's in canada so oh my god
1: do you have whole foods
0: no Ugh. We have like, I don't even know, like no one, whenever I tell like my friends from the States what we have, they're like, what is that? So we don't have anything like the staples. That is so
1: sad. Do you have Dunkin? No. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) I cannot move to Canada. (laughs) This is
0: why I'm like, I can't wait to go to the States because I haven't had Dunkin. I don't even remember the last time I was in the States, like two, three years ago. I'm like, I think Uh it's time.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Well, and now that things are, you know, slowly getting back to normal, you know, we're right around the corner.
0: Yes. I can't wait. New York. Like I can't wait to go back.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> um, so the next one
0: is, where is your dream travel destination?
1: Um, so I really want to, I've never, I've been to Mexico, but other than that, I've never been out of the country. And I've like, I want to go to Europe so badly. Mm-hmm. I don't have any specific places I want to go or any like specific things I want to do, but I do just want to like spend like a month or two in Europe and just travel all over the place and see everything.
0: I feel like that'd be super fun. I was supposed to go to Europe like last summer, and then yeah. obviously everything got canceled. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never left like the country either. So I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. I'm ready. I know. I'm like 2022. That's my year. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and the last one is, what is a TV show you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of?
1: The Office. A hundred percent. I think I've seen mm-hmm. it 10 times through at least. I've tried to get into it, but I like I couldn't. Oh my God. It's um, it's definitely like cringy especially the first season I think the first season's the hardest one to get through honestly okay but maybe I'll retry (laughs) (laughs) skip a few seasons ahead start at like season four. I
0: mean if you can do that I probably would I don't know like if you start at season four like are you missing a lot
1: not really you'll you'll catch on really quick like it's more about just who the characters are Mm -hmm. like as people that's like the funny and interesting part the plot isn't really okay anything to write home about (laughs) Awesome. Um,
0: So basically I split the podcast into sections. So we're going to start off by talking about health and your health and wellness journey, and then you being a personal trainer living in New York city, and then questions I got on Instagram. Perfect.
1: Um,
0: So when did you first get into the whole health and wellness world?
1: Um, So I've always been Very active. I grew up as a dancer um, and my older sister was in musical theater. So that's kind of the path that I followed. Um, So mainly dancing when I was younger and then got into musical theater around like end of middle school, high school. Um, And then I actually went to college for musical theater. So up until college, the only connection that I had with health and fitness was through dance. Um, and I like specifically was very into ballet um, and a little bit of like musical theater jazz. But my I would say that my like health and fitness journey started the summer right before my freshman year of college. Um, I had gotten into a musical theater program and something that I don't agree with anymore, but is very popular phrase in in the fitness, I mean, in the theater industry is like having a Broadway body. Mm-hmm. So I remember like the summer before my freshman year of college, I was like, I want to go into school with a Broadway body. And that was my introduction to the gym. My mm-hmm. fitness journey has changed a lot since then, but that was, that's where I started. Awesome. So how would
0: you say your journey's been so far?
1: Um, Definitely lots of ups and downs. I Kind of like I said, or I guess hinted to, I definitely started my journey only focusing on how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried a lot of different fad diets. I really just stepped to the treadmill. I felt kind of lost and uncomfortable in the gym at that point. So I was just really just using cardio equipment and like some machines here and there, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of like following what I saw online or what I thought I should be doing. And then in college, that's when I got into weightlifting And I liked it, but again, just like didn't really know what I was doing was kind of guessing as far as form went. Um, And then after college, when I got certified, that was when my health and fitness journey really took a big shift and I started working out less for how I look and way more just for how I felt. And it became more of like a mental journey for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So after college, I think is when I really started focusing more on my mental health and focusing more on like the longevity of my body and like being able to walk up the stairs comfortably at age 80. Like that's something that was not important to me five years ago. And now is definitely something that I prioritize in my fitness.
0: Awesome. So how would you say you can find a sort of like balance within like a health and fitness journey?
1: It's hard. Um, and I think everyone is going to do this differently. Mm-hmm. For me, what I like to focus on is I've sort of created these five pillars of health that I like look for for everything when it comes to my journey, when it comes to my clients and uh, my online program, everything revolves around these five pillars of health. So we have physical, mental, spiritual, social and environmental. So that's how I like to balance everything thinking of health holistically. So it's not Mm -hmm. just like the workouts you do and the foods that you eat, which fall under physical, but it's also, you know, are you mentally happy right now with where you are? Do you have some kind of spiritual practice, which doesn't need to mean like religion, you know, but Mm -hmm. do you do something for your spirituality? Do you have, do you know what your morals are? Um, You know, what do you find important? Social, who are you surrounding yourself with? Do the people that you hang out with on the weekends, do they bring you joy? Do the people that you work with bring you joy? You know, all of the mm-hmm. people that you surround yourself with. And then environmental, do you like your home? Do you like the the city that you live in? Do you like your job, like the office that you work? Um, so I think that all of those things affect your health so much. So I try to find balance between all of those things because they affect each other so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I didn't, I wasn't really as active as I was when I lived in North Carolina um, because I had a car, you know, but now I live in New York and I have to walk everywhere. So that affects my physical life. And now I don't really feel like working out every day because some days I'm walking all over the city and I don't really need to do a full hour workout. Mm -hmm. So all of those different things bleed into each other. And I think when you start looking at your health and fitness from a more holistic point of view, you can find that balance it just sort of falls into place by itself does that make sense
0: yeah I really like that way of thinking because I feel like people always think like health and like all that is like you have to eat healthy and work out and nothing else matters but at the end of the day like if you're not happy in other like like um parts of your life you Mm -hmm. won't fully be like the healthiest and like happiest version of yourself. So I like that way of thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I always tell everyone, you know, I work out so I can live my life. I, mm-hmm. I do not live my life so that I can work out. That yeah. sounds love like that, a horrible life for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. So for yourself, what are your favorite types of workouts to do?
1: So I love kettlebell workouts. Um, it's something that I, I was very scared of. I don't even think I knew kettlebells like existed before I became a trainer. Um, but my, they didn't really have them um, like at the gym that I went to back home. Um, So then when I became a trainer, that was just an option for something that we could get certified in. So Mm -hmm. I was like, that sounds fun. Sure. I'll do kettlebells. Um, But I really like it because it reminds me a lot of dance. It's different than like typical strength training because it works more with momentum and you have to really coordinate different parts of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I love it because it connects me back to what it felt like when I was dancing. And like, there's, almost choreography you can come up with like flows with the kettlebells so you can move from one exercise to the next it also works full body which i prefer doing i prefer just doing like full body days all the time rather than like separating out lower body and upper body
0: of that so moving into like your personal training lifestyle um when did you know you wanted to be a personal trainer
1: i don't think i really did <laughs> mm-hmm. so when i graduated college um i got a degree in musical theater And when I was in college, I like worked out, but again, like I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of going through the motions because I felt like I should. Um, And then when I graduated, I ended up taking this job in Florida that just didn't work out for me. And I felt super lost in my career. I didn't really want to be an actor anymore. I didn't know what was going to be next in my journey. So I moved home. Um, and honestly, like at that point, I was just looking for something to do that wasn't theater. Like yeah. I just needed a break. I needed something new, something different. And I didn't even, honestly, I could not tell you what made me want to become a trainer. I think at that point, I just wanted the information. I wasn't really looking at it as mm-hmm. career. I just wanted something to do. Yeah. Um, so I just signed up, started taking the classes and within probably the first hour of reading the textbook, I was like, oh no, this is actually really freaking cool. Um, So I finished my certification and then was getting ready to move to New York and decided that I would apply for some training jobs and just see what happened. And Yeah, now I'm here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love that. So for personal training, is there different types of like certifications to do or like Mm -hmm. how does it kind of work?
1: Um yeah, so there's like a lot of different certifications you could get. I would say that the most popular ones are NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And then that's the one that I have. And then ACE, I don't know what that acronym stands for, but those are probably the two, the two most popular, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um But there's a lot of different certifications out there. And then once you get your personal training certification, you have to recertify every two years. Um, So in order to be qualified to recertify, if your certification is up, you can either like retake the whole thing and get recertified. Um, Or in that two years that you have, you can take other certifications and each of them count for different points. And then you have to meet a certain amount of hours in order to recertify and then also, um, get your CPR and AED up to date.
0: Awesome. So for personal training, do you have to apply like at a certain gym or like, do you just work like yourself? Like how does that kind of work too?
1: Yeah. It's so weird. Cause you have actually so many options. Um, so once you're certified as a personal trainer, you can work at a box gym. So like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like your blank, your Planet Fitness, fit as any of those places. So that's a box gym. You can work at a group fitness studio. Most places recommend either a group fitness certification, but they will also accept that personal training certification as well. Um, I know like orange theory, you have to be, you have to be a certified personal trainer. So some of them are, you know, they have different things that they want, Mm -hmm. um, or you can work for yourself. So, you know, there's pros and cons to all of them. I think like working for a company, the good thing is that you have clients given to you. Whereas like when you work for yourself, you have to find those clients yourself. I think that's the biggest, the Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. Um, But then like a con of working for a a company would be that you're on their schedule. I know like when I worked for a gym, it was like, oh, my hours were insane. And you don't really get to pick them as much as, uh, you know, probably wish you did. You don't really have so much of a say over your schedule. Um, Whereas now I work for myself and I am like, completely in charge of my schedule which is amazing and I'm so fortunate <laughs> and it's so much better than working like 16 hour days I can imagine 16 hours sounds literally horrible dreadful yeah <laughs> yeah it should be illegal
0: <laughs> yes it should honestly it should um So what services do you offer and how do you currently offer them right now? Like, are they in person, online? Is is it a mix?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm doing a mix. Um, Right now I do in-person sessions in the morning. So I normally start work around like seven or eight and then I'm done by like uh, one at the latest and then I go home and then I do all of my afternoon and evening sessions online. But it's not, that sounds like a lot of hours and it's not because the way that... Training works is like we're working on everyone else's nine to five, you know. So mm-hmm. like, even though I start work at seven, I usually only do like three hours in the morning and then like two hours at night, and and then in between, that's when I'm working on my online workout program, movement and Mindset, which Amanda's part of. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when I really do all of that work is in the middle of the day.
0: Awesome. Um, so how did you get to like train some woman like Chelsea from The Bachelor? Like, I swear to God, she was one of my favorite people (laughs) on The Bachelor. So whenever you post stories of her, I like fan girl a little inside. Oh Um, oh my god. How how did you like um get that kind of like clientele? Because I know there's like Chelsea Piper. Um, you also do Katie Blotti. Um, so how did you kind of navigate to that type of clientele?
1: Yeah. Um honestly I just reached out on Instagram. (laughs) I mean, Instagram's Um, the best. It's such a good place to network and Mm. that's why I think like I'm such a big believer in like putting your work online especially if you're working like one-on-one with people or if you want to move into an industry like if you want to be a YouTuber like make sure that you're promoting those videos online and sharing all that information and you know showing off your talents. It can be definitely intimidating and we have that fear of judgment so I don't Mm -hmm. I think that, that that's something you have to overcome but putting yourself online, like the opportunities that can open up to you is really incredible. Um, yeah. And then just like, I just asked, and I think just asking around, seeing if people are interested is so important. And I, especially for women, cause I feel like we're often told, you know, like be quiet, stand in the corner. Yeah. Um, but you got to ask for what you want because nine times out of 10, you're going to get a yes.
0: Yeah. And honestly, the worst someone could say is no. And like, then you just move on from that.
1: Right. And then like, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. And then especially in a situation like that, like if someone tells me no, and they have, you know, they get so many DMs a day offering Mm -hmm. them things. So what's another no, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly so what would you say is the most rewarding part about being a personal trainer
1: um definitely like when I'm with a client for a long time so I've had clients now that I've been training for over a year and watching them grow is the most rewarding thing especially when people like making people or I guess I should say showing people that they are capable of things that they did not know that they mm-hmm. were capable of is so rewarding because I mostly train women um and a lot of these women that I train haven't done any kind of strength training before. And so they Mm -hmm. come to the gym and they're like, I'm so weak. I can't pick things up that are heavy. I can't do this. I can't do that. And, you know, giving them a heavy weight and being like, no, we're going to squat and you're going to be able to do it. And Mm -hmm. then, them being able to do it is always so rewarding. And then watching that progress over time and just watching people become more confident in the gym is so rewarding because I think the gym can be such an intimidating environment Mm -hmm. and I know like I was very intimidated and now that I know what I'm doing and I you know understand the flow and like I'm the person that shows up and like knows where everything is like I love being able to guide people through that and just make people more comfortable in that gym environment.
0: Yeah. Going off that you've trained like a lot of women, like you were saying, how do you kind of, um, how does one like gain confidence and like self-love? Like, I'm sure you've seen it within people like you were training. So how do you kind of get to that place?
1: Yeah. So I think with, with confidence, I believe that education helps you become more confident. You know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're just not confident because we don't know what we're doing. We don't, you know, under like specifically in the gym, we'll stick with that. Um, like we don't understand how to use kettlebells. Like that's a great example. What is the technique, you know? So having someone break it down for you over time, you know, you just get more confident in that because you, you know what you're doing. So I think that finding a good source of education in anything that you're doing is always the first step to gaining confidence. Um, and then self-love, I think starting with self-compassion, we put so much pressure on ourselves and like, yeah. I, like I still do this, you know, like we are always all working on not putting so much pressure on ourselves, but that is, I mean, it's very challenging. I think, you know, in any position, every single person deals with it. Yeah. Something really tangible to do therapy. Yes. I love therapy. Therapy changed my life. And I think therapy helped me just understand who I was as a person. hmm And once you are like, like, you know who you are, you can be so much more confident in that because I think when you're like searching for yourself, you're trying to figure out what's my purpose. What do I want to do? Why am I here? Am I even good at this? Do I even like this? All of those things. Yeah. Once you figure all that out, the confidence comes, the self-love comes. But yeah, I would say if you want an actionable step, do some therapy. It'll be life-changing, I promise. Yeah,
0: honestly, therapy is like the best thing that you can ever do for yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: Seriously, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs>
0: um, so what would you say is your kind of end goal or big dream within the personal training world?
1: So my end goal, and fingers crossed that this will all happen one day, I'm manifesting it, <laughs> um, is that, so I wanna take my online program, Movement and Mindset, and eventually make it into um, like a holistic wellness app. So it would have like the workouts, but there would also be like a period tracker and, you know, things of that sort. So you'd be able to really um, look at those five pillars of health in one place and be able to connect your fitness into what's going on in your social life and, you know, what's going on with your mental health and all those things. So it would actually take, take the workouts and make them into those five pillars of health. That's so cool. That sounds so fun. Thanks. <laughs> Can't wait to use it one day. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, okay, what's the timeline here? <laughs> it's so expensive to create an app. I, I can had- imagine. I mean, I'm only in the like idea phase and like starting to save up money for it, but it mm-hmm. is like pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to living in New York
0: city. So you live in in the beautiful city of New York. Um, have that's not my question. What made you decide to? What made you decide to live in New York?
1: Yeah. Okay. Great question. So, um, like I said, I went to school for theater, and so mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like New York has just always been my end goal, or at least my like in my twenties goal. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have a very different New York City journey than most people because when I moved here, all of my friends from college already live here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually moved to the city at the same time as a lot of people that I went to school with, um, okay. and like already knew a lot of people in the city, which was very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that kind of made me want to move here. Was mostly just because a lot of my friends moved here and I, at first was like, well, I'm not doing acting. So do I really want to move to New York? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mostly everyone I talk to always like wants to live in New York, not even like, doesn't always have to be like full-time, but like, I feel like living in New York for even just like a few months or a year is just like could be life-changing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an incredible city and you learn so much about yourself because there's just no room not to, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like you, you just have to be so independent in this city. So it's a great place to live. I think that if anyone wants to, they definitely should, at least like you said, for a year, like at least just try it out. Cause it's a Mm -hmm. hard city, but it's, it's great. I mean, I love it here.
0: What would you say your favorite part about living there is?
1: I think just like the variety of things in general. Like when you get on the train, you pop up at the next train stop and it feels like you're in a completely different city. Mm -hmm. Like there is so much to do so many different cultures, so many different people. There's always, um, you know, like so much art, everything starts in New York, I feel like. And so there's, just always something cool going on and you can just walk down the street and that's an activity to do because there's just so much going on.
0: Yeah. I will say the like trains there are the most confusing thing I've ever like used. Oh my God. Every yeah. time I get lost, I get lost <laughs> at least once every trip.
1: It's so funny. So I was so confused with them when I, when I first moved here. Um, and then it was like a month and you realize that it's not as confused. Like we, mm-hmm. so we overcomplicate it so much. Yeah. Um, actually fun fact though, is that, So my boyfriend, one of my boyfriend's clients is an architect and he was telling my boyfriend that the way the trains were built in New York is that they were all built by private companies. So that's why the trains don't make any sense and none of them connect and nothing is like clear because they were literally built by different groups of people who were not talking to each other and planning it as a whole. Um, So there's like random parts in the city where there's no trains, like the Lower Mm -hmm. East Side not a singular train you have to walk so far to get anywhere yeah. and same with like the upper east side at a certain point like after 96th street the trains just drop off and it makes literally no <laughs> sense um so I think that they should just redo the whole thing but
0: <laughs> maybe one day
1: <did. laughs> it'll it'll never happen no way they would have to shut everything down yeah, but it'd be too they, hard they should <laughs>
0: Um so opposite of that, I like to ask people that live in New York what their least favorite part about it is and most people say the exact same thing so I want to see what your least favorite part is.
1: Um, I my least favorite part is that there's no alone time. Um, so I grew up in the South mm-hmm. and I had my own car. I had my own bedroom um, you know like I was very fortunate to live in a pretty in a pretty big house with my two sisters and you know so it I had way more room. I had way more space. I had way more time to myself. And then when you move to the city, you are just stripped of that completely. Mm -hmm. Um, so like when I first moved here, I lived in a three bedroom apartment with four roommates, no alone time whatsoever. Um, now I'm really lucky and I get to live in a one bedroom with my boyfriend, which is definitely a big step up. So I have a little bit more alone time, Mm -hmm. but like on the train in the streets, like there are always people around, um, it's kind of funny in a weird way. Like I've cried on the train so many times and no one even looks at you twice. Cause <laughs> they're just like it's just so normal. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just one of those days.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So it kind of is the same-ish. So like the two most common answers I get is like how small the apartments are for how much you pay. And mm-hmm. then how dirty it is.
1: Oh uh, like New York yes. in general. <laughs> yes. I feel like uh god it's so gross and we'll like vacuum our apartment multiple times a week and there's always more dirt and i'm like where does it even come <laughs> from <sighs> yeah it's,
0: it's wild <laughs> so if someone were looking to move uh to make the move Ooh, to new york yes. what advice would you give them
1: okay great um yeah so i would say like come visit visit all of the areas there's so many different neighborhoods and each of them have their own pros and cons um so yeah. like figuring out where you want to live is so important um and I would try to save up as much money as you mm-hmm. can because I kind of ran into this problem when I moved here so I moved here and literally could not get an interview anywhere before I moved here because everyone would only talk to me once I was in New York City yeah. they so many people I guess apply and are like oh I'm moving to the city in a month And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me when you get here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I ran into that issue and ended up like moving here and then couldn't get an interview anywhere for like a week. And then after I got hired, had to wait two weeks to onboard. Mm -hmm. So I think there's going to be like more downtime than you might originally think if you're moving here without a job. Mm -hmm. Um, So just be prepared for that. Cause I was not prepared to go a month without a job (laughs) and then six weeks without, without a paycheck. Cause then you have to wait like two weeks for Mm -hmm. your paycheck. It's yeah, it's a
0: process. (laughs) I can imagine that. So do you think living in New York city benefits your work and your business?
1: Yes. um, There's definitely, you know, some things that you, you get from living here. I mean, I definitely would not be able to train the people that I've, you know, I'm so lucky to train Mm -hmm. if, if I didn't live in the city, Um, there's definitely a like endless opportunity. So when I moved here, like I said, I applied for jobs. I applied for 30 gyms. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have been able to even like have that much opportunity to apply for something. If I had moved to a smaller city, Um, I know like in my hometown like that, you know, they probably don't even have 30 gyms. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's definitely like a lot of opportunity, a lot of networking opportunities, but at the same time, like, I don't think you have to live in New York to be successful in any industry. I mm-hmm. think that there's, you know, everything is what you make of it. And even in New York, you know, there's so much opportunity, but for some people that might be really overwhelming. Like it might just be too much. And then, yeah where do I niche down? Where do I turn to? You know? um, So I think for some people it might be a little too much. Mm -hmm. Um, It really just depends on like where, where you thrive, you know, like, do you thrive with a lot going on or do you like something a little bit smaller? But for me, I think that with my personality and like with what I want to do, it has definitely been very helpful.
0: Awesome. So the last part of the podcast, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I got quite a lot. So I picked four of my favorite ones. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, so the first one is how do you find motivation to work out?
1: Oh, I love this question. I don't. Okay. (laughs) Real talk with a personal trainer. No one is motivated to work out all the time. I'm like the number one example. Um, so I feel like since So I left my job um, and went full-time working for myself like three weeks ago now. And I feel like since that transition and with like movement and mindset, and I've been trying to like really grow that and all of these Mm -hmm. things, I have been so overwhelmed that I have been putting my workouts on the back burner. And so now I'm in the process of like looking for a trainer for myself Mm -hmm. because I am finding that like, I am not motivated and I'm not holding myself accountable. So I want everyone to know that literally everyone struggles with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you, if it's in your world to do so, I would definitely recommend a trainer. I think that that is like the number one way to have accountability because you just have like one person there waiting for you. And if you don't show up, you know, like there's, you know, you don't get like, a little check by your name in the group fitness class. Like Mm. it is very much like, no, Amanda did not show up at the gym today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I'm looking for that. I think that that is very important if you're looking for like some kind of accountability. But personal training is, you Though it can be very expensive. It's definitely a luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would look at something in the same vein, some kind of like group fitness class that you like creating a re- relationship with those people or mm-hmm. uh, like an online workout program, you know, like whether it's an app or any kind of other program, finding that community, I think is the best way to stay motivated because you have people that know you and support you and are cheering you on. And I think that that's what, like, I'm honestly missing right now because at my old gym that I worked at, like all the trainers worked out together, mm-hmm. could see each other working out, you know, it, it was just more of a community. And now I feel like I kind of lost that a little bit. Um. So yeah, so that's, that's some real talk. Yeah, <laughs> super not at the moment.
0: Yeah, I feel like for anyone, like sometimes having someone hold you accountable, like motivates you more than like, because if no one's like, like keeping track or like looking at you or anything like that. Like if you kind of slack off, like no one knows except you. Exactly. So I feel like yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good way to think of it. Um the next question is you kind of spoke about it a bit, but how do you overcome the fear of going to a gym?
1: Yes. So I definitely like I said, uh like education mm-hmm. creates confidence. Um yeah. so I think like you know, watching YouTube videos on form, you know, getting more familiar with what kind of exercises you want to be doing, those kinds of things for sure. But something I also like to always remind other like my clients and or anyone who's who's going to the gym is that if someone is going to come into the gym and spend their whole workout looking at you and judging mm-hmm. you and thinking about what you're doing, it says absolutely nothing about you and it says so much yeah. about them. You know, like yeah. it has nothing to do with you. If someone's going to judge you, it is it's just not your problem. Like it has nothing to do with you. So put on your, put on your music, (laughs) turn it up, put on the blinders. And, you know, just remember that you are doing something for you. You're taking care of yourself. You are making a step towards becoming a better version of yourself and that's no one else's business. Yes. Love that. And I feel like
0: we also think that people are looking at us or like people are paying attention to us more than they actually are.
1: And yes. Day, oh my I'm God. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> not even at the gym, I feel like I literally walked on the street and I'm like, Oh my God, the person stared at me, like drive something in my teeth. <laughs> Especially in New York.
0: Cause there's so many people. Like, I just like, if there's too many people on the street, I just think automatically like everyone's looking at me, even though like no yes. one is paying any attention to me.
1: I know. Oh my God. I like talked on my Instagram story for the first time today, like on the streets <laughs> of New York. And I was like, everyone's staring at me. No one was looking at me. Literally not a single person. <laughs>
0: Love that for you. Um, <laughs> the next one is, do you follow any specific diets like veganism, being vegetarian, gluten-free?
1: I I do not. Um, So I used to, I feel like I've tried so many diets. Um, Like okay. I was paleo for a while. Um, I've tried like meatless specific days. Mm -hmm. I've tried gluten-free, dairy-free. I've tried a lot of different stuff. Um, And honestly, for me, it just doesn't, it doesn't work because it makes me feel so restricted. Yeah. Um, So now I guess I follow intuitive eating, which like Mm -hmm. isn't a diet, but I guess that that's like what I would categorize myself in. Um, So what's great about that is that if it's like Tuesday night and you're craving a beer, There's no such thing as like, I'm only gonna drink on the weekends. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes on a Tuesday, I want a beer. Sometimes on a Saturday, I want a lemonade, you know? So like, why Mm -hmm. would I limit myself to anything on any specific days? Same thing for desserts, you know? Like I found myself feeling like I needed to eat dessert every weekend night because i was like well i won't get this on monday you yeah. know like I'm, I'm never gonna get this again until like a week from now mm-hmm. i'm like Can i really wait a week from now so i have to eat dessert tonight even on days that i'm like not craving it you know mm-hmm. so since i've taken a step back from that and really tuned into my hunger cues and tuned into like what i'm actually craving um, which if you're looking for a place to start with that i really recommend doing some kind of like food journaling like just talking about like you know like what Foods make you feel like what foods you like, what you're craving, all those kinds of things and just writing them down. Um, Yeah. Since I've been doing that, I feel my happiest, my healthiest, my most balanced and like way more in tune with myself than I've ever been before. Awesome. Love that. Um, And the last question is what are some go-to exercises you can
0: do while you're on a time crunch?
1: Yeah. Okay. So big compound exercises are the best in my opinion. Um, so thinking like deadlifts, squats, like overhead presses. So compound just means that you're using multiple joints. Mm -hmm. Um, so like a deadlift, for example, uh, or like, let's let's look at like a bicep curl first. So a bicep curl only uses one joint. We're really only using the elbow. So it's a really small local movement. Mm -hmm. So when you do something like a deadlift where you're using like. knees are going to bend your hips are going to bend we have a little movement in the arms all of those things um you're going to be using like way more muscles that's a full body exercise so i think even with deadlift people think that it's leg focus but when i deadlift like my upper (laughs) back gets sore like my lats get sore right here so you get way more done in in a shorter amount of time um so yeah if you're looking if you're in a time crunch and you just want something to do really quick squats deadlifts push-ups pull-ups overhead presses stuff like that awesome well
0: that's all I had for you today so
1: thank you so much again for coming on thank you oh my god this was so much fun
0: before you go do you want to kind of shout out your socials where people could find you
1: yeah so you can find me on instagram at jane k simmons if you want to follow movement and mindset that's where I post more of my like Fitness education stuff. So that is movement.and.mindset. Um, and if you're looking to join an online workout program, come hang out with uh, me and Amanda. You can join <laughs> Movement and Mindset and you can use the code GirlBoss20 for 20% off your first month. Awesome. Well, thank you
0: so much once again.
1: Yes. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to
0: this episode. I really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned more about the health and fitness and wellness world. I hope you learned more about Jane, about living in New York City, how to kind of become a personal trainer, all those fun things. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to go follow Jane on YouTube, her Instagram, go support her, go show her some love. She really does deserve it. And if you guys want to show me some love, don't be shy. You can follow me on Instagram either at behind the girl boss or at it's Amanda Juan. And you can also follow me on YouTube, it's Amanda Wan. We're trying to hit 10k this year. We're slowly but surely getting there. And yeah, so thank you guys so much once again. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. And if you by chance be Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. It really, really does help the podcast. So thank you guys so much once again, and I will hear you next time.